understand it. Ladies and oh, gentlemen, put your damn hands together. One of the coldest intros. Get ready to have your earlobes massaged by the one and only. The mess. I, there, bro, I wish you could zoom in. I don't even know why I got goosebumps. <laughs> Every, I don't know if it's me hearing my name or me knowing my next guest is in the building. Probably the latter. It's probably the latter. But even though you know I'm also that dude that like I will get goosebumps <laughs> if somebody say my name. Say it again. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. We are back one more time. That's my good friend over there, Jeannie D's. My brother. And uh, I just gotta keep saying thank you. I'm saying thank you because we came up with doing a podcast during COVID. And I'm right. saying thank you because people are listening to it. And I'm saying thank you because sometimes I make a phone call. And I just say, hey, would you like to come on the show? And sometimes it's that you get the best yes. In this case, you get a, all right, nigga, damn. <laughs> but no, no. Is that what she said? Absolutely <laughs> not. This is my good friend, the host of Two Funny Mamas, and has been on every black movie and every black TV show since probably the mid 90s. It's Kim Whitley, everybody. How are you, Kim? Uh, Kim, I don't even I don't even know where to start. That was funny. That was uh, funny. <laughs> I don't know where to start. I did say, oh nigga, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Fine. Before I answered the phone. Yes. Oh, yeah. Jeannie, I just saw Kim throw down. What I what I like about Kim is that um she's one of our favorite comedic actors, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. It's, you don't even have to put black in front of the title because if you've seen her work, she's just always she still sings. She's a steam, she's a scene stealer, and she Absolutely. knows it. She, she knows, knows it. it, right? Look at her, just one hundred percent. Look at her, but she knows it. How do you steal scenes in next Friday? Like how do it's already the cast is already crazy, but not even that. I've seen Kim's work in so many different movies. You jump off the screen. And that's why I guess you're always never not working. Sweet. What is this? I mean, do you first question you rewriting people stuff, huh? Only sometimes, only sometimes I ad lib and act crazy and that, you know, sets me up for success. But yeah, yeah. I'm one of them people that when, when I'm watching Kim and she says something in TV, I go, that wasn't in the script. <laughs> I know damn well they ain't come up with that. She did that. <laughs> that's, that's true, but there's a lot of times I get to do that. You're right. Well, you know, I also got the chance to see you perform not too long ago. You don't know this. You probably don't remember this. One of my first times at the Laugh Factory, like really at the Laugh Factory, Jeannie performing. Mm-hmm. Kim was in the audience, and um, and uh, I believe her name was Mari Mari Morrow. Yeah, yeah. It was they was having like a little girls. There was like three or four of them, but it was a crew. It was a crew, and it was my. I'm from Atlanta, so it was my Uh first time seeing a Hollywood crew. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, no, and when I came on stage, Kim grabbed me. She was like, "You were so funny." Oh my God, you're so funny. And you're so handsome. She started pinching my face. And I was just like, wait, wait a minute. You know, and, but I, I was in love Hilarious. with her. I was, I was in love with her ever since. I was like, you know what? If everybody gonna be like that down, cause sometimes you like, all right, don't get in nobody's space. Don't do that. But I was so green back then and she doesn't know this, but that was one of my first times 
like rocking the Laugh Factory, wow. and she was the, one of the first people when I sat back down. She, I sat next to her, and she was just like, oh "My God, that was just so funny!" And I met her little crew, and then then I started seeing her out in the clubs. What a seal of approval! <laughs> <laughs> you remember that, Kim? You remember that? Yes, it was so funny, and I didn't, I didn't know that was the first time, but I get it. I remember now. But it's so funny. Mari was over at my house last night. She's still part of the That's so funny. And look at you grown. Yeah. Doing your thing. Yeah. Married. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's, it, we, you know, we've we've come a long way. When I, I I was I wasn't too young when I got out here, bro, but when I got out here, I was young to LA. It was you could tell right. that it right. was just one of those scenes where you're like, oh man, everybody looks like they're already plugged in. And yeah. when you were and when you were going to certain places like the Laugh Factory at that time, or these certain clubs, uh, Dublin's or uh, I don't know, it, it was just certain spots. I never knew the name of spots, but that there was a club on Fairfax and <laughs> above oh. some above, above a storefront the, the the ice cream store was at the bottom but above it's on that sat on that corner but i remember seeing i don't wow. know people used to hang out a lot people used to hang out a lot that especially now we don't get that but when you're coming up we didn't have shit to do mm-hmm. we didn't have, there was nothing to do like we didn't have to go read no lines we didn't have to raise no family we just had to go tell some jokes, and then afterwards, we're like, "What y'all doing? What, what y'all, y'all doing? What you doing? Where y'all going? Yep. Where, what you doing? Where you going?" And everybody run into each other. Yeah. And it was the opposite of boys in the hood because nobody was shooting, getting shot at the yester dog or the or the water burger or the what you know what I mean. Yeah, everybody yeah. could just hang out. It was like right. it was a cool black Hollywood scene. I was telling just I was telling uh, my friend uh-huh. Delay, comedian Delay, the other day. I know Delay. Yes. He had said uh, when he got out here, he saw. I forgot who he said he saw. And it was his first like black Hollywood experience. I said, let me tell you something. When I first got out here, I said, I'm going to Beverly Hills. And I just as a tourist had no business being there. Once I got there, I realized why am I here? Like I should not be here. And I went into one of these, uh, uh, diners or whatever and saw Omar Epps and Sinai Lathan sitting there eating. And you couldn't tell me that when I saw them, I was like, Oh, they in love for real. Like this is because I think love and basketball. Yeah. Like I was just like, oh, this yeah. is real, real. Like they like each other, like each other. And I was sitting there like, do I go over there and say, hey, I'm a comedian? Do I go? They're like you don't never know. You know how you try to network and you like, is this the time? No, it's not the time. But you learn all that stuff, man. But did they look like they were in love for real? They look like they was in love for real, for real, for real. I don't know, but that it probably were. that happens on the set. I yeah. I want to lick my spoon. Have you ever had an on-set romance as you're eating the peanut butter? Have you ever met somebody at work? Have you ever met somebody like and like? Okay, let's see if we can make this work. Because some, I don't. So I, I, I think yeah. it's it's hard to when two people are acting. Yeah, yeah trying mean, to make it, but not in the beginning when you're young. You don't know that rule. Yeah, you like do I it. Ain't anyway. never, I ain't never been with no comedian. Mm-hmm. I knew that rule because I knew. I wanted to go on the road. I knew I didn't want to be no dude's opening act and his opening act. Mm-hmm. So, I, <laughs> so I, didn't, I never dated a comedian, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, in the acting world, like I had a scene back in the day with Terrence Howard. Mm-hmm. We was under the covers and stuff. 
All right, Kim. Now I'm under the covers with you, but you know I feel way too many hands over here, man. Man, you know, <laughs> Kim, man, Kim, man. I... <laughs> yeah, but nothing, you know, nothing transpired. But we were friends. But you think about those kind of things, you know. Um, we were on a series together, and but I knew I was like, nope, don't go there with any of these guys. And uh, even with next Friday, you know. I felt connected to Ice Cube, you know, mm-hmm. not DC Curry, because me and DC Curry didn't really have any, when I say intimate scenes together, like he, we was in the bed together, but we were being funny, you know, we sitting on the couch, but me and Cube, we had to lock eyes. Right. Oh, y'all yeah. went for it. You were, you were, you were going for it. I saw him try to get some kisses in it in, and then act like he didn't like it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was me <laughs> all over him. He was like, get off me. <laughs> So it you know it does happen. I just uh, did something uh, for a uh, HBO Max mm-hmm. called uh, Made for Love that'll come out uh, end of March. Um, that with Ray Romano. Nice. And you can't help it. The connection I felt the connection that you know because so I can be true to myself. You got to get, really get in there and really when you lock eyes with somebody and you feel for them and you. You got to have these emotions. You got to shake that shit off when it's time to go home. You got to right. be like, ooh, right. ooh, okay, let me go home. Right. You know? <laughs> right. Don't pretend, you know. <laughs> right. But when you lay in, uh, uh, in your bed at night alone, you might close your eyes and sneak back into that scene. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're done, you take some peanut they butter. <laughs> just just go just go on to town. <laughs> just go to town with it. Like, ah, I deserve this. Absolutely. <laughs> Man, you know? Kim, I, I've, 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 I don't know. I was when I was on when I was on uh, Saturday Night Live. But sometimes I'm in films and I see the chemistry of what could happen with people. But for some reason, I was all that. I was always that guy that was just like, that would be. I don't even think that's a. Like I was always afraid to. Flirt, flirt. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And then I'm a relationship guy. And then next thing I know, I'm always in a relationship. But in between these things of like, oh, I'm single. I'm looking, looking. I can never like be like, hey, so-and-so after the scene. So what are you want? Nah, I was, I'm just not. Well, you me. really can't now. Not with this. Not now. You do. No. Mm-hmm. Then it turns into something else. Then they're like, wait, wait, why are you trying to talk to me? I think the 90s were really the wild, wild west because you really could say whatever you wanted to say. Hello? And this has really gotten all the way locked down. The comedians, the men, male comedians, me and Sherry have seen so many dangalangs pulled out of these comedy clubs. What? Oh, I've seen all of the dangalangs. (laughs) What? Only dangalang. Matter of fact, let me call Sherry right now. (laughs) You know what? We didn't see Vanessa's (laughs) dangalangs. Well, <laughs> and on that note, let me see. My Bible study was went. No, I'm just kidding. So it really, it really was the Wild West, bro. I really think you could do and say anything. Whoa! Whether you was in a nightclub doing comedy, if if certain people were off to the side and back back behind or whatever backstage, you could say anything. Yeah, it, you know. Whoa. I can't even imagine how dudes used to talk to girls back in the day right. versus like them trying to be tamed now, like making an effort to try to be tamed now. Think of 
a Buddy Lewis. Mm-hmm. Just back in the night. He say anything. Buddy just say anything. Buddy crazy. Right. Buddy ain't funny. But, but can, now Buddy Lewis got to be tame. But can but can we also say that back in the day there were more? Do you, okay, so here's a, a dope question. Do, were more women just tolerating it? Because also back in the day, it's something about female com- women comics who are just like, they rolling with the punches. They they it's a jab back. If somebody throw a jab, they throwing an uppercut, and so you know, oh shit. They and I think a lot of especially comedians be like, okay, yeah, they should be back here. You know what I mean? Because first we always will look at you like a woman and why she back here and why she thinks she funny. But then when she actually starts throwing uppercuts and jabs and and cutting your ass, you like, oh shit. Hey Kim, crazy Kim here. You know what I mean? And then next thing you know, it's like you looking for another victim or another rookie. Is it hazing? Or is it sexual harassment? What is it? That is funny. I think that is a thin line between hazing and sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's a test. Mm-hmm. If you don't roll with the good old boys, can you take it? Um, because even with the dangalangs being pulled out at the clubs, you know, they it was like a shock thing. Like they pull it out, be like, look at this, Kim. Like, I'm like, would you pull that out in front of a dude comic? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, I ain't like that. I said, uh, okay, why are you pulling out in front of me? Right. All right, because I ain't gonna do nothing but bite it. <laughs> I said, I'm always hungry. I'm gonna bite the shit and I'm gonna chew it up and be done. <laughs> Man, uh, I, I, I don't know what it was, but you're right. I think it was to see if, and to see if we can Jones back. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of it. You know, y'all, y'all, are something else, y'all male comics. How did you navigate that? How did you? Well, I would say the nice ones. Like Vanessa was always a nice comic. He didn't have a mean streak. Mm-hmm. But there are comics who are jealous. Comics who want to talk to you, but you ain't giving them the time of day that that so you know they saying something real slick in front of all the other female comics, trying to put you down. Mm-hmm. You know, and you like that. Cause I didn't give you no ass, huh? Okay, I get it. Right. Cause now you don't want me to start talking. <laughs> um. So when you navigate it, a lot of it is like you said, finesse, laughing it off and playing, or you crack back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I've always been a tomboy, so I've been able to navigate it all my life. Mm-hmm. Um, hanging with the guys, talking shit. Very. I got a lot of male energy. That's probably why I'll never have a man. Cause I didn't know. Oh, I'm supposed to be a girl around the comics. I've always been feminine. No, um, I grew up with boys, so I think it's okay. Mm-hmm. I I was bad. I used to tweak boys' nipples in high school and run. Oh, p- so, pinch him and twist. Mm, mm-hmm. Look at the that, technique. That's the face I would make, and then I'd run. <laughs> What's the face one more time? And run. That's all I did. Mm-hmm. I, every nipple in the high school. They was like, Kim, you nasty. I said, I wasn't even doing it to be nasty. I was doing it to be painful. <laughs> but, um, you know, just I think that and even navigating when guys would pull their stuff out, you wouldn't be in such a private space that it would make you go nervous. And I've always been, you know, tall, athletic. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was never you know, fearful, especially with a comic, that something would happen, you know, mm-hmm. because my tongue was quick and sharp. Mm-hmm. So you always can hit a man with his 
ego, you know, you know, you can hit it and shut it down. Right. You know, if they try to be like, yeah, girl, look at this right there. I'd be like, is that it? Right. That's all you got to say. And we're not telling you these Negroes will retreat. <laughs> right. You just <laughs> say, <laughs> and the white flag comes up. Yeah. Like, what you doing? So I think it was when you say navigate, I always felt like I was one of the boys because there wasn't that many girls. Yeah. Who you hanging with? Right. Bette Wilson, uh, Andy McKnight. You ain't got there ain't many that many women coming up. Melanie Camacho, you right. know, she is not. There was no whole bunch of women. Still, really not. Back then, and and then on the Comic View side, it was some more and Cheryl Underwood and yep. know, Dominique and. But it was, I mean, you're talking about back then, 500 working black comics to probably 45 girls, 45 women that could actually hold their own on the mic. Because it became a point where everybody wanted a, a, a woman on the show. If they was going to do a theater or arena, it can't it stopped going from all guys to like, you got to have that one woman. And I'm from Atlanta. So all I used to hear about growing up was some more not growing up but mm-hmm. but growing into comedy was mm-hmm. some more chocolate you remember chocolate chocolate the, the uh chocolate was the uh christian comic mm-hmm. and she didn't start out that way she shifted over there and then she stayed in that lane i was I remember small fry small fry yeah did you ever do comic view did i ever do comic view that's i'll be like that no i did apollo comedy hour mm-hmm I never did Comic View. I, I was one of them comics who was afraid to do comedy on TV. I always felt like I got to work harder. I got to work harder. Still like that. When you go, I just we just performed together, and it was an outdoor show, and it was uh, in a drive-thru. So this, the setting, which I thought was, I, it, I was a little uncomfortable, but, but I, I was happy I was also last, so I could kind of like watch everybody. Right, right. It and crazy. it's so funny, you know, when comics are talking, so it was myself and Kim and Sherry Shepard talking. And the next thing I know, Kim is on stage killing. No, no, I wasn't killing. I didn't like it. You didn't like that set? I was the first time I've been on stage in a year. That was that was really like my first time, like probably my second time. Okay. So I was like to remember my jokes, the timing, nervous, people are in their car. I can't see them. They were laughing, but I felt, but then thank you, because I was like, I quit. I quit. I'm never doing this again. You're in your head, and all we heard was the clack. They had clackers. Clack, 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 clack. And then some people were flashing lights, but clack, 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 clack. So it it literally made me watch, watch, like, right. oh, shit. Who's after him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, that's how I felt, dude. You was out there about planking. I was like, I'm glad I ain't after him. <laughs> I, I said, something is wrong with that one. Because <laughs> you, you go too far. <laughs> that's so he funny. Didn't, at least he didn't pull his dangling out. I ain't pull my dangling out, though. Dangling. First of all, I hope he don't have a dangling. <laughs> This is the second. That's this is the second time I have heard dangalang in this week. The second time, and I have not heard the word dangalang in twenty five years. Right? Yeah, I love that word. I love dangalang. <laughs> my my mother, you know who? My mother who's like eighty two now, eighty three. Uh-huh. Oh, so my wow. brother is my brother is 
the caretaker. He's taking care of her. Uh-huh. He's living in her house. And uh, anyway, he. <laughs> yes. No, no, yes. no. Yes. <laughs> hey, mom, I'm going uh, to make sure everything good. You know what I'm saying? Yo, but uh, he yo. went in. He went into her bathroom and he. Uh, and he's, so he called me immediately. So that's the story. He washed his hands and he couldn't find a towel. So he just shook him. Right. So my mom did her old woman walk to the bathroom and she's looking down. So naturally her head is all already looking down the floor. And all she saw was drops of water everywhere. And she said, I know damn well you didn't just spray dangling water all over my damn floor. You didn't come in my bathroom and spray, and spray dangling water. No, you didn't. You're going to wipe this up. And my brother's like, what? Oh, she didn't say dangling. She said dangling. He immediately calls me. You gotta say this on stage. Mama just called. Yo, <laughs> said what? I put dangling water. I said dangling. <laughs> and now Kim. Oh my God! Has brought back up dangling. Dangling, dangling. Dangling. <laughs> it's got onomatopoeia. Like yeah. it's a good word. It's a good word. It's a fun word to say. Because as a kid, I definitely used to say my dangling. Absolutely. Yeah. What? Today, it's we've lost all the charm. Today, they just we don't appreciate songs. We don't appreciate good words today. We don't appreciate this. How long have you been doing your podcast? I have been doing my podcast. We started in almost March. This we didn't. We need to have an anniversary. No, we should. That's a good idea. We started in March. COVID. And then COVID hit, and then we shut down for like three months. And then out of boredom, we were like, we got to do something. So then we just found a studio, and then uh, we started it back. But it, we're almost, we're basically a year old. So who's been your top three favorite guests that you can think of anybody? My top three favorite guests, um, number one, I would say my wife. Uh, mm-hmm. she, Understand it. She, she pays me to say that, as, in addition to... Uh no, when she came on, it, we also got the we. It was almost therapeutic because we had said some stuff dealing with COVID that we didn't know we how we felt. So her saying how she felt and me saying how I felt, and then afterwards us coming to a like an understanding of how we not gonna kill each other. I was like, you know what, that was a dope episode. So um, her and possibly um, this will be a classic. And then who's Janie? Who it's it's hard to to pick a top three because everybody has their life journeys and they drop these gems. I mean, we've had oh. Bob Saget and Lonnie Love and Tisha Campbell. Oh, Jermaine wow. Fowler was on last week. Andrew Day was oh. on. So we've oh, had so yeah. many great yeah. guests. Sherry. Yeah, we had some great guests. Oh, y'all had some great. Guests. I should have said the top greatest guests, like famous. I should have said. Well, what was really cool was that I, I didn't I didn't know uh, Andrew Day. Um, was a singer and and like I just looked at her as my neighbor. She she lives in my neighborhood, and so when it's not that many black people in the neighborhood, it was just like, you know. So it was cool to actually talk with her because she was just like Billy Holiday or no Billy Holiday. We doing this podcast, so it was cool to like know people behind the scenes that are like, fuck Hollywood, fuck fame, finesse. We take out the trash at the same time. When you want me to be on the podcast, you know what I mean? That type of thing. Audrey Day, I love mm-hmm. her. And so, yeah, I uh, started. I meant to call her. Now, how long have y'all had uh, two funny mamas? Because not only is the chemistry amazing, but I mean, you laugh from beginning. I told you that. I told you that night. So, we started on Mother's Day last year. Okay, wow. we'll be coming up on the year this May. 
and you do the you, it's live on YouTube and and you you do the snippets and yeah, it's been fun. You know, um, Sherry used to be at her house and I'd be at my house and we do it kind of like this, but she lost her mic, <laughs> so in her house somewhere, right, right. So now she feels like she got to come over here every time we do the podcast and sit next to me. No, you want to hear something funny as shit? So. We was doing the podcast, right, from my house. And this was some random shit. <laughs> Dawn Lewis lives in my neighborhood. Okay. She was riding her bike. And she said, Kim, don't you live over here? I'm going to stop by. Dawn ain't never stopped by. Matter of fact, I need to call and check on Dawn. <laughs> Dawn pulls up on her bicycle. She got a mask on and gloves and everything. And then she comes in. And we're like, oh, we ain't supposed to be together. And we got Dawn here. But you know you get excited. Mm-hmm. Dawn sat in between us and we sat on both sides and we interviewed her for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Dawn calls the next day and says, <laughs> she just said, I just want to let y'all know I just had a COVID test. And we were like, what? <laughs> this is the problem. Sherry had just had one too. Mm-hmm. And Sherry's had came back positive and Dawn's had come back positive. But wait, Sherry went back and took, she's like, no, because we take tests all the time. Mm-hmm. She went back and took another one. Hers was a false positive. Okay. So we was like, Dawn, um, what, what, you think you got it? Like, she was like, well, I did get tested and it came back. I said, it could be a false positive. I mean, you were, this is how dumb we are. You were here, you were fine. Uh, <laughs> We had the doors open, and David Arnold was here too. David never stops by. This That's who brought it. That ninja <laughs> had it. Yeah, he, David Arnold probably brought it. So she waited a couple of days, took another test, called us, you know, back. And me and Sherry were like, "So, so what? So what's the result? Because we have quarantine, we afraid. We, I told you not to come over. Here. I told you we shouldn't have been with people." And then she calls. We we're like, "So are you okay?" She's like, "I'm fine." We we're like, what's that? What's that mean? She went. She just said, "I'm, I'm fine." She would never say <laughs> if it was negative or positive. <laughs> you don't know. Damn, Jalisa. So we were like, okay. So if you're fine, we're fine. We you know right. it was so funny. But going through that, talking about a podcast, that was one of our funniest moments. Scary funny. Hey, ladies. Um, remember the other day when I was sitting in between y'all? Well. I just took a COVID test. Oh, let me call y'all right back. It's my mama called on the line. Wait a minute. Hey, come back. What you? Wait, what? <laughs> What's the results? <laughs> Do you know who Don Lewis is, Jeannie? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. We went to the same University of Miami. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, you know how you, you come years later and then somebody tells you a fun fact? Hey. Wow. Yeah, I yes. know that. Jaleesa from a different world went to the University of Miami. I'm like, what? She wow. owes student loans too? For real? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, the Rock and John Cicada, those are the people that are probably the most famous coming from my school. But I always like oh. held her in high regard only because I was such a fan of the show. Right. Yeah. Yes. What was your favorite? What was your favorite sitcom you've ever been a part of? What what cast do you miss? Miss like oh, I missed this show. Hard to say, but anything the Wayans do. Mm-hmm. When I did the Wayans brother, that was my favorite favorite thing. Um, 
But if I would say, oh my God, it's what is such a blessing to work on a show that you have fun and mm-hmm. you love the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, so movies, let's see, but a TV show, I really have fun on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, love the Wayans Brothers, Marlon, anything they do, I relish in. Um, Sherry, I love working with Sherry, as you know. Mm-hmm. And I just did Call Your Mother with her, which will be out next Wednesday. Is that her so, own show? Is what's It's Kira uh, Sedgwick's show. And Sherry plays her best friend. Okay. Uh, but please watch Call Your Mother mm-hmm. uh, next Wednesday, uh, ABC. Um, that was fun. But what other shows were just like I enjoyed? Oh, my God. It's so much fun just working with your friends. I think when you get to a certain point, Jeannie, and you look back, and, and it's not like you're how do I say this the right way? You have to do enough work to look back on something and be like, Oh, it's probably not going to get no better than that. That those three years, because now that I see what it is, you could be on a dope show, but y'all shooting bumblefuck Louisiana. So you don't like being there, but you're going to work and you like to check. Right. Or it's a dope cast, but it's not getting the viewers, but just yes. give it time because this is this, this is chemistry. This chemistry here, oh, da, da, da. and then when you realize, oh shit, yeah, that ran one year, that ran two years, that ran five years, that went, and then you look back at that stuff, you be like, you know what? I should have probably did this differently, or said this at this time, right. or or whatever job I get or I want, or y'all trying to pitch me for it got to be something similar to that because now I know what I like. Right, right. If I go and leave the house every day, please let me go somewhere I like and be where I like and be around people I like. That is so true. And I've done some pilots that have been so much fun. Mm -hmm. And then they didn't make it. Mm -hmm. And you're like, ooh, I would love to have been doing that. Mm -hmm. Does that still sting? Every time I do a pilot and nobody knows it existed but me and the people involved, I'm like, oh, this would have been so good. Yes, this has been so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know there are um, lots of them, um, and you wish people there should be a place where they just air pilots. Mm. What you know? What what might be onto something? Yeah, a network where you just air the first show of every show that didn't make the light of day. That would be dope. Wouldn't that be dope? Mm-hmm. People would be like, are you crazy? Why didn't this make it? Why didn't that make it? Mm-hmm. There, was some, there was one show, I can't remember what it was. It must have been, oh, The Catch I did with J.J. Abrams a long time ago. The write-ups that we saw, they were like, it was a write-up somewhere. And they were like, why, why didn't this show make it? Mm-hmm. Why didn't this show? And I loved doing that show. That was a fun pilot. Um, I, did had, a, uh, I did a show uh, with J.J. Abrams and the write-ups was... Why did they make this show? Why did they make this show? <laughs> what was it? What was it? <laughs> now, I did a show, Roadies. No, it, it was good. People liked the show. It was on Showtime, and people liked the show, and they had a dope cast. What was Roadies about? Roadies was Cameron Crowe making a TV show 
about his experience and what he knew when it came to all the rock bands and stuff that he studied and traveled and and he was a roadie he was backstage so the show was about the lives of the people backstage putting on the show for the band to walk out there and get all the credit i like that (laughs) (laughs) for the band to get out there Oh my God, I love that idea. Mm -hmm. How many, how long did it stay on? A season. We did a season on Showtime. And so, um, I think that's what I can't get used to. When you're finally working and you get to come off the road a little bit because you're like, hey, I'm transitioning. And then, uh, and if you do something for like nine, 10 episodes, bro, you, and they space them out. Mm -hmm. So it could be like three months to shoot nine episodes. You never know. And, but you're going to work every day, and the check is a beautiful check. It's a beautiful check. Amen check. It's an amen check. And so when you get ready to actually make some financial moves away from the business because you have a little cushion now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, what do you mean my job isn't coming Whoa, back? What? Wait a minute. I, I just went and, uh, I just went and uh, tested <laughs> out some bills that need that check for it to all make sense. <laughs> I'm testing out these bills. I'm testing out these bills. <laughs> right. Have a couple of new ones. So, but I based those purchases on that check. I based those purchases. <laughs> but I made purchases. Well, I will say I, this about Kim, though. Kim works works. Mm-hmm. Whether it's like she worked for a week or she worked for two years on something. Like you always, it's certain people, especially in, in comedy, Jeannie, that you're going to always see. On something. She's not going to have a year where, damn, the phone didn't ring. Oh, I didn't film shit this year. She's going to tape something. So I feel like you and Sherry, uh, Tashina and Tisha, I just feel like people who can do comedy, oh, they don't. I almost feel like y'all are like, uh, yeah, does that fit the schedule? Because it just always seems like y'all are working. <laughs> it always oh, seems God. like y'all. Like I said, I'm struggling with that right now. Cause like so Kim so Kim shared that she gets up every morning at four a.m. and I'm just like, and part of that is probably parenting too because you still got to like show up for that every day. Matter of fact, I don't think he's eating lunch. <laughs> I was like, "This is bad." It's one thirty. He yelled early. I'm hungry. I was like, ah. "Oh, I do have his lunch." Hold up, Alexa, make an announcement. <laughs> What's the announcement? There is food for Joshua's lunch in the refrigerator. Some Panda Express from last night. Somebody feed him, please. See, this is how you do this. This is parenting in 2021. That's the problem. I'm getting life hacks right now. That's the problem. Get Alexa <laughs> and talk to the kids. Now. So Alexa's going to make the announcement in the house. There is food for Joshua's lunch in the refrigerator. Some Panda Express from last night. Somebody feed them, please. (laughs) (laughs) You need to do that for other people's families. You can make those announcements for everybody. Look, 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 here he comes. Did you get some lunch? Yeah, but I don't want to warm it up. You don't know how to warm it up? You're eating it cold? You're 10. You know how to put it it on the paper plate and put it in the microwave for 60 seconds. Six zero start, okay? Okay? You're not going to do it? You want mommy to do it? I'm enabling you. Can you ask one of the adults out there to do it? Just ask one of any of them. (laughs) 
He said, I'm going to eat it cold. Like, that's going to hurt me. Right. <laughs> I'm you don't cold, dude. <laughs> Here's how I'll pull at her heartstrings. I guess I'll eat it cold, mom, because oh, you're man. busy. <laughs> oh, man. My what do you do, man, when your kids, my, my, my oldest is six, and she's, she thinks she's smart like that. Uh-huh. She uh-huh. tries to make me feel like I'm a bad dad if I just don't do everything she wants me to do in the moment. Oh no. It negates everything that I've done thus far. But no. Oh no. They no, that's not how you do it. That's what they're gonna say. That's mm-hmm. not how you do it. And then they grab your hands. Wait a minute. <laughs> right, 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 right. Dad, dad, dad. Wait, wait, wait. Wait a minute. Wait. He pulled his tooth out last night because he didn't want me to do it. I was like, I, let me get it. Let me get it. I'm going to pull it out. He's like, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the biggest thing that I have taken for granted. And it only took me into my six year of marriage to realize that. Oh, so it stresses you out to think of what they're going to eat every day. Yes. You understand what I'm trying uh, to say, Jeannie? Yeah. It one day hit me where my wife literally wakes up like I got to come up with three meals. Yeah, I got to come up with three meals and it can't be fast food all the time. And so I used to look at her all the time. Like, why are you so agitated? Why you always looking at all that? But then I realized, oh, that's funny. I'm the cook in my house. <laughs> yeah, man. You got to brainstorm that you stuff. Gotta, you you got to research. You got to think about it. Can't Especially have with kids. all the time. Right. Exactly. And my ass be like, I'm going to eat cereal. And she'd be like, and the kids <laughs> and the kids for that. kids. Can we uh, figure that out? Glad we took care of you. Wait. Can you repeat what you said? I didn't hear you. Uh, see, this is what you call. When I tell you, black people are lazy. Hold on, Alexa, make an announcement. What's the announcement? Can someone throw Joshua's uh, Panda Express in the microwave? He said he has to eat it cold. Announcing. See, I know. Now that's my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't live in a mansion. Mm-hmm. I, she's too. This is my office. There's a dining room, and then right around the corner, she's in that room, or she might be right there where I can see her. Mm-hmm. She announced back on Alexa. <laughs> what did you say again? <laughs> 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 that's us ain't it hey, no, won't, we, won't we it, do it this is us <laughs> this is us and, and, and my son I'm teaching like that's enabling him boy take that food go put it in the microwave period mm-hmm. I'll just eat it cold because then I said you want mommy to do it that's enabling he's 10 right right if he was 6 like your daughter I, I get it right you're 10, damn near six foot four. Go put that seven in my life. <laughs> you a whole man. <laughs> six, zero, start. <laughs> right, right. Then I told him, six, zero, start. Matter of fact, you pulled your own tooth out last night. <laughs> right. Man, I, I think I probably said mama till I was like 16, 17. Oh, man. I, man, I took it mm-hmm. as far as I could take it. It ain't nothing like your mama doing it for you. Oh, yeah. mama ain't gonna oh, do it the boy. same way you gonna do it. You you gonna push six zero start differently? That, that, exactly. I'm, exactly. I, it's the same six zero start. Oh, mama, it's, it's the, the way buttons. you push the button. No, it's the way your nail 
It's the acrylic. I don't know. I don't taste this. <laughs> right. It's the acrylic. <laughs> Oh, now, Jeannie. Yes. You're married? I am. How long have you been married? I've been married. It'll be four years in November. And we met, we've been together for, it'll be 12 years next month. That's that black shit. Oh. We met first day of college. And uh, and we got married out here uh, four years ago. Eight Look. years later, he said, you know what? <laughs> What's your middle name? This is us. Is that the story of this podcast? <laughs> this is <laughs> us. What's your middle name? This I think is- we should make this. I love it. They met the first day of college. We met at freshman orientation at the freshman dance. Wow. So you didn't get a chance to kick it with nobody else. I, I, we were friends for about a year and a half or two. You know, oh, we, we were, you know, your college kids, you're meeting and talking and developing friendships. So we, uh, yeah, we were we were friends for a while, so I'm sure we oh, were both talking, you know. But you met her the first day. My dad met my mother the first day of college, fifty four years later. Mm. So we all be together for a long time. I think it takes some of us. We got to practice on a bunch of people before we realize what we're getting into, and we still ain't gonna figure it out. And you don't know you're practicing until you look back on it and be like, "Yeah, I needed that person to show me this. I definitely needed that person to show me that." Yeah, to your earlier point, retrospect is a great teacher. You look on things like this mm-hmm. and and glean the lessons from it. But mm-hmm. yeah, ain't nothing worse than seeing a young person and you see so much talent or potential or whatever. Yes. You'd be like, if you just turn right, trust me, trust me, turn right right here. <laughs> no, man, young person, please listen. I'm gonna do a U-turn. This. Hey, man, I'm telling you, turn right. <laughs> it's a one-way street. You can't even turn. What are you talking about? A U-turn. That don't even make sense, man. <laughs> yeah, that's young people. <laughs> Relationships ain't easy, Kim. So, you know, yeah. So much damn work. I love it. It's work that I love waking up and knowing what the new challenge is because I really don't want to go nowhere. Lord, do you hear me? I don't that, that's go don't is it work to you, Jeannie? It, you know, somebody asked me this the other day. They said, you know, it's one of your proudest accomplishments. And I said, I'm really proud of the way my wife and I, you know, function as a team. We course correct each other and we get each other. We know, you know, when the other is, you know, irked or needs something phrased the right way. But I'm, I'm really proud of the, the, just the camaraderie we've developed over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, uh, uh, me and my wife broke up twice in COVID. <laughs> so we back on track. <laughs> we in love again. That was the episode he was talking about earlier. <laughs> <laughs> we worked it out. You in the same house. How you break up? <laughs> Easy. One went upstairs, one went downstairs. Mm-hmm. Easy. Announced it over Alexa. We cut off sex before COVID. She was like, uh-uh, we didn't going to take no chances. You just go <laughs> in that room. Ah, I don't want COVID. <laughs> I don't want to catch COVID. I'm like, what? That's funny. No. Wow. But I but I but I will say I will say that um it's tough. It takes a lot of effort. And you know how powerful comedy is. You know how powerful making people laugh is. So, you know, you then you gotta weigh off the whole, you know, the social part of the game. You know what I mean? And stay focused. Just like a a, a singer. Yeah. R&B. Or somebody a rapper. Absolutely. You got the social part of it. The social part of the work cannot be ignored, and you have to navigate that. 
and and not indulge. You get to a point where you stop indulging because you're just like, this ain't got me nothing. This ain't, and now I'm really, I love where I am. Mm-hmm. There's no way I could be a Darren Jackson. What is it? What's his name? I De- think it is Darren Jackson. I, there's no way I could, <laughs> bro. All of a sudden, have <laughs> you know what and, I mean? And talk about yourself in the third person. Yeah. So anyway, um, but yeah, but that's the guy. That's the relationship guy that now everybody's making memes about. I was just about to say, uh, Derek. Derek. Jackson. Mm-hmm. Jackson. Yeah. And he talking about well, you know, Derek. Derek Jackson. I was like. Isn't that you? So the whole <laughs> in the beginning of this last uh, apology uh, thing, I was like, I was like, maybe this is somebody else talking for him. Right. Like, I, it threw me. I was like, oh, this is probably a doctor or somebody talking for him. Right. right. <laughs> and then you zoomed in and said, "That's you. That's you talking about you. That's you in the tape, and that's you talking about you." <laughs> How crazy are you? So then I knew. I said, "Oh, he got a problem." Yeah. It went from like you might be a sex addict or whatever. The first thing that people will go to, maybe he has a sex addiction problem, and to, to oh you oh you, you got a problem. Yeah, I hate to say somebody's crazy, but something. Yes, no, no. Mm-hmm. there's a problem. Let me tell you why. Right. Did you see his wife next to him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you'd have seen the picture of her when they got married, beautiful, stunning, mm-hmm. and she's sitting next to him with that bonnet on her head or that. Or that uh, whatever little hat she got on in that sweatshirt, and he's holding her hand. I said she looked like a, a handmade, uh, <laughs> one of the handmaids. Right. Tale, yeah, yeah, handmaid's tail. I was like, what's wrong with her? I was like, blink, do something. Do something. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, she looked crazy. Yeah. Like she's in a sunken place. <laughs> she looked yeah. like she gave up. <laughs> yes, she looked like she gave up. Mm. She's like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go in front. I'm gonna go in front of this camera, looking like an ex Black Panther, and I'm gonna sit here and just blink. Boy, boy. I couldn't believe. And get the circulation <laughs> cut off in my hand because this exactly. dude. Yeah, he exactly. was there. I said, look at her neck. All this finger was white. Yeah, <laughs> there was no blood. She had rigor mortis in her hand. I was like, this. Uh, your fingers are white. You go and you analyze your own video like it's just a regular normal video and you talk about yourself in third person of what is right and wrong in the video of the apology. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even know you could do that. I didn't know you could do that. Are you telling me there is a video of him analyzing this video? You're lying. There's he did a video of no, him and Check put the up. and put the original apology video. No, he didn't. In no. the upper third. <laughs> All right, stop. I'm going. I, I, it's the inception of apologies, an apology of an analysis within an apology inside of a movie. Let me tell you what Derek Jackson did wrong here. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't do that. He analyzed no, his own video. He said, I'm gonna get all the likes. Y'all ain't gonna mean hey. me. <laughs> I'm gonna get me some more likes off my own video. <laughs> That's crazy. I'd never seen that. And it just goes to show that. You know what it goes to show? There's power in the spoken word. Because you couldn't tell me this dude wasn't pouring sweet honey down people's ears. This dude got over a million, a million three followers. And I even my wife back in the day, she would every now and then say, Did you hear what he said? This is da 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 da. 
now she now she like finesse. Mm. Let me tell you the latest tea. Mm. And he done went from this this pedestal in my house to just like mm-hmm. the biggest laughing stock. Mm-hmm. And I'm smart enough to know not to even say, "See, you was listening to that dude." I ain't got to say shit. Oh, I heard dudes hate him. Yeah, we all. I heard all the men were like, "Something ain't right." Kim, man. the whole community of comics have done at least nine videos a piece. If you mm-hmm. go on social media, it's just it's a trending thing. They are dude. They reenacting the girl. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're not. No, they're not. Nuh-uh. They're I not saw, like I that. saw Tony Roberts sitting there with a shower cap on his head next to a dude, and they reenacting the whole thing. It's different people. Just It's, it's people analyzing the video the way a comics would, uh-huh. comics would do. They're going to rip it, right. right? But when he did his own video, I said, God uh-huh. damn. <laughs> he did his own video. To beat him to the punch. The power, the word is powerful, bro. I can sit up here and sell you these wolf tickets every day as long as I say consistent. And we were just talking about that word the other day. I got to do stay consistent. Right. Yep. But you know what he's doing on the other end? He's consistently being an asshole to his wife in such a manner where she doesn't, she thinks it is in the Lord's hand. Sometimes the Lord empowers you to make a decision and saying, look, I'm going to bring all this to light so you can make a decision. Boom. Make that decision. And her decision is to go on social media and shower caps and in front of band instruments and damn (laughs) talk about everything but leaving this dude. So anyway, and the girls that he was cheating with, one's a doctor. She didn't even know because she's not on Instagram, according to her. She said, I have no clue who the dude was. He was just the come through dude. Wow. But he was possessive and he was creepy and he was, but you know, he was to some degree, he served a purpose in my life. So she told it all. And that's similar to the Carl Lentz situation. That pastor who got caught up, she he would meet up and say, don't look me up on Instagram. <laughs> don't look up. Don't Google me. But um, how unfortunate. But the doctor had, had an abortion or something, too. Yeah. What? Yeah, he got her pregnant. What? And she terminated it. Oh, yeah. I mean. Because he asked her to. Because she didn't know, oh, yeah, that's right. He was supposed to be moving out from his wife. He had set it up. She said he had set it up to make her feel like he wanted her to keep it. And she was like, nah. You know, but dudes know how to do that double talk. He was talk. reverse psychology. Was, yes. <laughs> you read a couple books by Freud. <laughs> yes. You should keep the baby. Yeah. Don't keep the baby. Oh, man. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man. And, and I heard it was on a big deal. About to make a big deal with. T.D. Jakes or somebody. I don't know where I'm getting my sources from, but. It don't matter. That's what I heard, too. T.D. Yeah, Jakes. T.D. Jakes. So now, I know T.D. Jakes is sitting there talking about, come on, man. Come on, man. The check ain't even. I just wrote the check. Come on, man. I got to put a stop payment on this check. God. I got to put a stop payment. He, got, <laughs> he was writing the next sermon. I got to go stop this payment. I got I to gotta put a stop payment on this check. Kim, what's coming up for you? That's a fool right there. Who that? that was, um, look, now, now, now I done got the scissors. Um, th- that guy, Derek John, yeah. he's a fool. Yeah. He, he is, he's a fool. I, I just, that was, uh, I'm, I, I'm on a TV show. That's what we were talking about today. I'm on a show called Daily Pop uh, mm-hmm. right now on the E-Channel every morning at 11 
We do it live from uh, Universal Studio at eight in the morning. Um, Made for Love on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. And, um, trying to think of making myself some more exciting stuff. I, I have so done. Daily Pop. I was on Daily Pop. I don't think they liked me. Really? You was on Daytime or Nightly Pop? No, no, it's Nightly Pop. Oh, no, I was on Nightly Pop. Nightly Pop. That's what we was talking about, this dude. They didn't like him. I I said something about Kim Kardashian. They was like, oh, thank you, Finesse. Oh, no. That's the cardinal rule. They told me that on Daily Pop. They said uh, they're friends of the show because it's on the same network. Yes, yes. And I heard it. I heard it. I heard him say it. And for some reason... Comic Great. finesse went there, yeah, out of the blue. For no, I couldn't even believe I said what I said. I was just like, yeah, but uh, so you I ain't coming back it. to this. I might as well just really nail it home. Let me just pack up. My- they gave you a heads up. Oh, and they said feel- those. Yeah, but uh, here's the thing though. I did it for two days. So on the first day, easy. I do this. I do that in my sleep. You know, I oh can do God, that commentary in my sleep. Right the there. second day, I guess I got comfortable because it, she was in. She was one of the topics. And I said something, oh, well, that's because da 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 They was just like, yeah, this, this dude, this dude here, yeah. We couldn't have been any clearer. <laughs> so I, oh, my God, so I couldn't have been any clearer. We couldn't have been any clearer. We told him. We told him. And so, yeah, but yeah. So, but Daily Pop, nice. Because I always wanted to be on E. For whatever reason, I think ever since I saw Chelsea Handler, I said, I can do that. I can do oh, that. So I wanted to be on E. Um, all right. Okay, that's funny to me. <laughs> all right, so, you know, you got the two funny mamas, and now you're on the E Network. And yeah, now you got writing partners coming in from out of town to help you with projects and stuff. Help me write, write my book, A Delusion of Cinderella. But definitely I got to promote. Uh, two funny mamas with Sherry Shepherd, uh, you know, on YouTube and uh, podcast places. My people, my people, my people. Let me tell you something. Hi. It's not every day I get to talk to one of my friends, but uh, Kim, you're an inspiration. It's keep keep doing that. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep being you, because people like me love seeing you. When I see you. Yes. And I keep my dangling in my pants. People. And the dangling water. Hey, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. This has been Understand This. That was Kim Whitley. That's my friend Jeannie D's. I'm Finesse Mitchell. Understand this. We'll see y'all later. <laughs>